Welcome to episode 22 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, Gabby, Maddie, and Harry discuss sober nightmares with Mommy and Daddy, BOGO lizard parent loss, and the perfect excuse to leverage your dead parent crypto portfolio. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Harry. Yeah, you're the best. You're Harry. the best, Jamie. Harry. Wow. Harry's well, the best. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm back. keeping that in the intro. We're not editing that part out. I'm I already throttling the, the okay. mic. <laughs> Dude, get your hands off I that thing. I need to do something with my hands, but anything is going to make noise, so I'm just going to sit on them. Welcome to the Monday Morning Podcast, <laughs> where we all, we all have ADHD and obsessive disorders, <laughs> so we are <laughs> fingering those mics. <laughs> Constantly touching something. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Welcome back, gang. Or I'm like gnawing on the mic. I like put my lips right on it. You're gnawing on, like you're grazing. I yeah, I kind of like okay. You gnaw on the pop socket. Okay, I'm not (laughs) gnawing on it. That was just I was exaggerating, but I do like rub my lips tenderly against it. Oh, that's because that's (laughs) your little stim. I know it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. I I heard I heard a rumor that you quit smoking. Do you just miss having a cig in your mouth? Oh yeah, well that was actually gonna be my update for, oh, for oh after yeah. the intro, but yeah, let's get into it. I right, foreshadowing, yeah, I foreshadowing, smoking. foreshadowing. Oh wait, okay, should I not? She stopped smoking. Let's leave it as a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, she back to Maddie later. Rewind. Um, who are we? Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> uh, we are uh, speaking in the royal we. We are Harry Vigo John Jensen. Uh, I l- in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm here today <laughs> because my daddy was, he was like one of those like sort of low quality Tupperwares, mm. and <laughs> you know, I, I we thought that we could just put him in the microwave like with the, like the spaghetti instead of putting it in a bowl first, mm-hmm. but we put mm. it in and the spaghetti baked throughout his entire <laughs> Tupperware body and stained it a bloody orange Ugh. and then we noticed something that the meatballs and the spaghetti uh were big cancerous uh lymph nodes and tumors spreading from his colon so mm-hmm. after you never get a tupperware back after you microwave it with the old spaghetti sauce so we had to chuck him and yeah. uh we cremated him uh, after he died on January 5th, 2017, rest in Tupperware heaven, daddy. <laughs> rest, <laughs> rest in Tupperware heaven. Thanks, guys. Daddy, yeah. That <sighs> was amazing. Ugh, I hate when the Tupperware gets stained. Oh, tell me about it. I don't it. like that. No, it's Mm-mm. gross. It's Mm-mm. gross. It changes things. <laughs> hey, 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 it's my dad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's really insensitive. Well, who the um, hell are you guys? Yeah. Well, listen, our Tupperware was stained. Our was Tupperware like a pea, was stained. pea soup color. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It was like a green. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get into it. You know, my name is Gabby, and my Tupperware mommy just got melted on September 3rd, 2016. And, you know, I. To add on to the Tupperware, hers was a big smoking Tupperware. Mm. Like, it's like when you put, like, a fork in the microwave and it, like, Ooh. sparks and, like, is you think you're going to blow up your home. Because um, she was smoking. She was smoking mm. big cigs. And that that cig juice was just leaking into every orifice. It uh. was, like, Tupperware. It, it was a, an ashtray. Uh, it was, it <laughs> was nuclear. That Tupperware. Mm. 
that could have done some damage. Um, she was a radioactive spittoon. Yeah, 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 it was bad. Um, anyway, she died of cancer mainly. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but also the other stuff. So. Oh, sorry, Gabby. Uh, hi, Gabby. <laughs> hey. Um, my name's Madison. I uh, my mother died September third, twenty sixteen, as well. Mm. So Gabby and I are blood. Um, mm. And she died. <laughs> We're just bloody. She died. How she died was <laughs> interesting. She actually was a. She was reptilian. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. reptilian, and she was brought to this earth. Yeah. It was. She was kind of like a test Anunnaki. subject. Yeah. Mm. And um, so the reptiles kind of brought her here to see like how she could kind of commingle with humans. Mm. And mm-hmm. then they decided on September 3rd, 2016, <laughs> for whatever reason, to kind of bring her back up. So mm-hmm. beam her up. They, they beamed her right on up, yeah. Susie. And yeah. And that's what happened. So never saw her again. Never saw her again. She could be alive still. I just don't know where. But. She looked like a reptile. She like kind of had transformed to her original form. Mm. Mm. Just scaly, lime green skin and eyes. <laughs> um, I wish yeah. this was like an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's truly. actually yeah. true. Um, <laughs> no, that's the, what eyes are, the eyes are real. Yeah. When that. jaundice <laughs> takes over, uh, when one's liver is failing. But yeah, and she had a little beer belly too. <laughs> well, that that has to be one of the saddest episodes of Star Trek <laughs> that I've 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 ever even <laughs> heard tell of. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bad. wish it was a sci-fi. It's real life. This is nonfiction, baby. Um, not yeah. even creative. <laughs> no, no. I'm literally not. There's no exaggeration. This is an autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. us. That's <laughs> yeah. us. Well, well, thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah, you too. That's a little bit of us. Anyway, back back to Maddie on the <laughs> fucking traitor train. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm hanging from a cliff by my little fingies right now because of yeah. that cliffhanger. I, oh I'm God. just waiting. And also, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because guess what? We spend every episode minimum five minutes discussing smoking and justifying it. Just last I know, episode. I know. Get, get out of the spotlight, Gabby. Get out of the spotlight, Gabby. Don't hog it. I don't want to get kicked out of the band. I'm scared. I don't want to lose our. I don't want to lose our sponsorships with Big <laughs> I know, Tobacco. I know. It's really bad for the brand. Um, yeah, Yoko. I, <laughs> our, our Yoko Ono is the absence of smoking. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, taking fuck. our John Lennon uh, quitting smoking. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I'm well, sorry. you you tell the story, and I'm gonna go out for a smoke. Okay. Um. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just I quit smoking. I have a little app here. 18 days, 16 hours, and 33 minutes ago is when I had my last cigarette. Whoa. Um, you you should name drop this app because it really when she oh showed yeah. it to me, it says a lot. It goes in depth. It's called Smoke Free, and it really does go in depth. Like I've saved 111 dollars and 25 cents. Uh, since I quit, I've gained 4.7 days of my life back. (laughs) 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 I, I, I haven't smoked 186.9 cigarettes, so I was averaging like 10 a day. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel, um, partially good and partially really (laughs) awful about not smoking. I miss it. It's like it's like going through a breakup, you know, but like a, a toxic, yeah, toxic breakup. It's really very similar, you know. It's like your addiction once you quit, 
I don't know. It's like the SIGs are like, no, take me back. Take me back. Come on. Like, but remember all the fun we had? I'll make remember you feel good, baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, think mm-hmm. about all the things we're going to do this summer. We had all these plans, you know? And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. It's done. It's over. I actually just got the uh, quit drinking app, and I was, huh. uh, che- I was checking in to check my stats. I have only saved $8 because <laughs> I, cause I would drink at work, so... Awesome. Uh, I got five hours of my life back, so that's wow, five. Nice. That's five podcasts. Yeah, fuck yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. that's Hell good yeah. for us. Did you that's okay? Did did you have any symptoms? Like, were you like create oh, headaches? Like shit. Um, I mean, I will say I my sleep got really fucked. Uh, yeah. for like a solid week, I would say it was like kind of on the fritz. Um. Which, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I lay my head down to sleep and I'm fucking out, like, within five minutes. And I, I don't wake up until my alarm goes off in the morning if, if yeah. nothing interrupts me. Um, so that was, like, I would just, like, was waking up, like, throughout the night so many times and it would take me a while to get back to sleep. But... I mean, no, I was like, I couldn't shit for like a day and that freaked me out because I don't. (laughs) Oh, really? I really need to be regular. Yeah. I really need to be regular. Otherwise, (laughs) I get stressed. You're a normie pooper. Normie pooper. Yeah. I am a normie pooper. And so I went to the grocery store and I got like a bunch of beets and like everything that has a ton of um, Mm. fiber. But it was fine the next day. I was (laughs) I was back on track. Wow, that's a pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> it was I, a quick turnaround. I, I actually, uh, I, I had the same thing. The sleep was the hardest for me with not Dude. drinking. And it is uh. such a, just like you said, toxic relationship because I was, I stopped, you know, drinking the way I drank on, on Valentine's Day. So happy mm. V-Day. It was me and sobriety. But happy V-Day. Yeah, sleep was definitely the hardest one for me. Um, I had the worst sleep experience i've ever had because uh. i had uh, a mix of sleep paralysis oh god Mm-mm. and false awakening nightmare loops oh god. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you have you ever had false awakening or do you know what false yes. awakenings are yes. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah so for our listeners who haven't experienced them i first had it when i was eight but i think it's only happened like three times total maybe but what happens is you wake up usually in the place that you actually went to bed, like I was in my bedroom, and then you wake up and you start doing things, uh, and then you you either realize that you're asleep or you just wake up again. And it's it's very disturbing because you feel like you're trapped, like in Waking Life, the the movie. Big recommend, friend of the podcast, (laughs) Waking Life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mix, I also had sleep paralysis, so I was paralyzed, and the sleep paralysis demon was dragging me under my bed. Oh uh, so that happened like maybe 60 times. I woke up <gasps> and I was just no. being dragged under my bed. And there's like something I had like muscle attenuation that disconnects your your physical body from your dream body and sleep paralysis. That system is broken and a lot of sleep disorders. So I could still feel my physical body. And I was trying to use my dream body to literally pry open my eyelids so I could wake <laughs> up. So oh I was God. I just time and time again, I was sitting in my bed wrenching my eyes open, Ugh. but it wasn't working. And I had the best Valentine's Day I've ever had. Oh, mm. my God. I That's love you, so sleep. stressful. Okay, but you congrats. Yeah, thank you. On, on the, the sobriety. That yeah. I mean, that sounds horrible. I've had that one. I had that, like, I don't know, like maybe s- a year ago where it was – 
sleep paralysis as well as a false ana- awakening. Oh, really? And I was in my bed, and I remember I was, like, facing my window, and I got raped. <laughs> like, it was, like, really, really scary, yeah. and I couldn't move because I was, like, paralyzed, but I was also having a false awakening, so, like someone like came into my room and it was a, it was a whole thing and it was really fucking scary. Damn. Do you, do you yeah. mean when you say that do you mean literally? Like you were literally in the in the dream you were being Yes. Like, uh, uh, oh okay. Yeah, I was being well. sexually assaulted in my and false then awakening you would, like, wake dream. Up? It was it was like I thought that I had woken up and but I couldn't move. So oh, like So you thought the action happening was real? Because you thought you were I mean, it felt real, but, like, I kind of, because I couldn't move, like, I think, like, a part of you knows, like, this is wrong. Like, Mm. I'm not actually awake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, like, it feels so real, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, it felt extremely real. I I I woke (laughs) up, and I was like, holy shit, that was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. (laughs) I I only asked if that was literal because uh, before I had seen the movie The Revenant, two of my guy friends had described the movie to me. And they said, quote, Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear. And since mm. they both said that, I thought there was a scene in that movie where a bear has sex with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it, t- me it, too. Tur- it turned out they were just being um, hyperbolic teenage boys. And so I watched the whole movie waiting for this scene to happen. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, that was not I don't I don't know where the sex happened in there. Wait, so, what actually so happened? So yeah, what did I've they mean by that. the rape? Was it he just got like mauled? Yeah, he just got mauled, but it just two people had decided to use that word uh, figuratively. I've so heard I was that like, too. What? I've no, I've heard too. people describe heard the that movie too. that way. Yeah. So I always thought that's what it was, and I was like, I ain't watching that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that why? No, it's it doesn't actually happen. And you know what? Uh-huh. Griefies, if I'm wrong about that, uh, and there is a Pulp Fiction scene, then <laughs> then email us, message oh us. But uh, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yikes, Ga- yikes, yikes. Have you ever yeah. had a false awakening or sleep paralysis, Gabster, Big G? I, I've experienced false awakenings, but I, I don't think I've ever experienced sleep paralysis. Um, and okay. my false awakenings haven't been... You would definitely know. Yeah, no, I you haven't. Definitely know. And my false awakenings have more been like... It hasn't been like a loop. There have been situations where, like, yeah, I've, like, woken up in my bed. But it's only happened, like, once, and it hasn't been in the context of, like, something really scary <laughs> and dramatic. Yeah. Um, so, thankfully, I haven't had many, like, scary sleep experiences. Because, honestly, that really freaks me out. Like, yeah. sleep paralysis and shit like that. Like, yeah. I want to go lucid, baby. But, like, the dark side of dreams, I'm like, I don't I don't love that. Yeah. yeah. It's fuck. Well, I've heard that like quitting substances can create a lot of fuckery with your sleep. I mean, it makes oh sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say like the other symptoms are just like. I felt like I was going crazy. Like <laughs> n- it wasn't physical. It was so. It's just so mental. Like I didn't realize that. I really thought that like withdrawal was going to be very physical. I thought the cravings were just going to be like very physical, but I didn't realize how like psychologically like there's like warfare happening in my brain yeah. uh, between like me and the addiction where it's like, yeah, I feel like the addiction had like commandeered my brain and I was like being held hostage by the addiction. And then like quitting was me taking, trying to take over the brain again. And it's like, that's yeah. like a fight with me and the addiction. And it was really fucking weird to experience. And I'm not like, I'm still 
I'm not out of the woods yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I took a drag of Gabby's cigarette before the podcast. I'm not going to lie. It was my first. Honesty. Honesty. It was, I love it. Yeah. Well, it was my, fr- I was like, I don't know. Fuck it. Like, what, what will it feel like? You know? And it was very intense. I started coughing immediately and like straight buzz to the head. Like, which, you know, when you're smoking 10 cigarettes a day, you don't feel it. You don't feel yeah. it a goddamn thing no, except for numb. guilt and shame. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was just like hard, dude. It's hard to quit. Like it's fucking very, very difficult. Well, what what I've learned about cravings and addiction that you know it's sort of hard to understand if you've never had an addiction is a lot of people just think it's sort of an executive decision that you fucking suck at making. You know, someone who doesn't has never been addicted to something or don't doesn't mm. realize or like, well, just decide not to. But actually, like yeah. the. <laughs> the the part of your brain that's addicted is the first part of your brain that developed it it might be the limbic I, I i don't know but it's like the part of the brain that developed when like we were like fishes and reptiles so it's like a right. deep it's like a deep emotional instinctual experience it's not it's not just sort of like a like a desire it's like an actual like when i get mm-hmm. cravings like sometimes i sweat you know mm, or i like yeah. i get really like you know like i see a drink in the store and like my whole body is telling me to move towards it right um, <laughs> yeah 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 so it, it's it's crazy it's crazy just to finish Dude, up on this powerful the sl- on the sleep paralysis uh the first time i had it um was the first night i slept next to my dad's urn and there, no. Yeah, there was a there was like a demon there that was saying things to me, <laughs> and uh, I'm also my friend Tenyat. Shout out to Tenyat has sleep paralysis too, and I am the only real person to ever show up in her sleep paralysis dreams. What I, the fuck? She was asleep on the couch, and I was just staring at her. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't feel good about that. That <laughs> some she imagined me demon. as a demon. You yeah. were the demon. <laughs> yeah. So. You know. What does that mean? It means I should not be around anyone who's sleeping. You know, I should be in a little <laughs> sleeping bag, locked in a safe. You know, like a werewolf. Yeah. Well, hmm. you know what? Actually, this is a good segue because I've been segue. having segue. Um, I've been having feverish mommy dreams, and yeah. as loyal listeners might know, I rarely dream about my mom. I don't really feel like she's ever, like, visited me, per se. And these dreams... So it's, like, weird, like, because I've been having multiple dreams with her in them, like, la- like throughout the last week. And they don't feel like visitations. Um, they definitely feel like <laughs> some, like, fucked up part of my subconscious <laughs> coming out. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, usually if I do dream about her, she'll be, like, bald and like dying um <laughs> like cancer she's like Voldemort yeah, yeah but in these ones she's been like one of them she was like in her 30s like way younger and wow. and then in the other one it was like she was like I don't know maybe like a couple years before she died but like healthy and it's just really weird because hmm. like in one of them she was driving a car and I was in the back seat but she like wouldn't look back at me but I like knew it was her and I was like mom like and she just like I don't know it was really disturbing and then the next She's one like don't look at me yeah the <laughs> next one was really weird because okay so I've been <laughs> reading this book or trying to read this book called adult children of emotionally immature parents <laughs> 
<laughs> not because like, that was our experience <laughs> just you know um, which has been very interesting and so this was like infiltrating my dream this book um so I'm with my mom and she's being like stone cold like she is not talking to me she's being just basically like emotionally abusive which mm. she definitely which had. She was. She definitely had those tendencies, but this Uh-oh. was way more. This was way more like exaggerated. Like it was like mm. she was just like, "Fuck off!" Like, nah, I don't care. And like, <laughs> um, she was just being like really bitchy. And in my dream, I just remember the book like coming to me, and I was like, I I was conscious that she was dead, sort of, and that this was like a second chance to like see her and like as she was. And so I, it was like a gotcha thing where I was like, I knew you were emotionally abusive. Like I literally like pointed at her and I was like, I was like, you're just acting like this because your mom was emotionally abusive. And I started like yelling at her and I was just like, I knew it. I knew you were a piece of shit. Like, and I just like went off, but no. she was like, she was stone cold and like, didn't even like react. And then I woke up and I was like, what mommy, what just happened? Um, was that cathartic for you? It was like in the dream it was, but then I woke up and I was like, that was like such an exaggerated version of her that like, it wasn't really valid. Like what I was like spewing at her. Cause I was like, that was like a scary dream demon mommy. <laughs> so like, <Yeah. laughs> it was just like really weird. I mean, I definitely but, think yeah. there's some things to dig into there of like, you know, we've talked about rose colored glasses of grief. Like there's definitely layers to mommy that i think looking back on we're not the prettiest but like the dream was like very like stark i don't know yeah i think it was just probably showing you here's my interpretation like the yeah dream, interpret my dream like <laughs> that was just showing you that side of our mother you know because like yeah she's yeah. a multifaceted she was a multifaceted person like she had a good was. side and a bad <laughs> side and uh, you know like like we all have so many different parts of ourselves that are brought out in different situations. Like we all have the potential to be emotionally abusive, like especially those of us that grew up and were raised in an emotionally abusive home. So like, I think I feel like that was just like showing you like just that side of her of like, Hey, this is like a side of your mother that you grew up with, you know? And like, you do have to kind of, uh, I don't know, like reconcile with that, you know? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. That's what I got from that. It was because uh, she was, was she scary. could, uh, you know, she was, <laughs> she was scary sometimes, and really, uh, you know, I felt For very sure. unsafe around her a lot. Um, well, that, definitely. That, that's interesting because I'm writing all this down. Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> I, I actually. And it's one of those things where, like, maybe it's always been happening, and just for some reason now I'm remembering my dreams more, but. The last few months, I've been having a ton of dreams about my dad mm. um, pre-Tupperware or mm-hmm. or after. I don't know if you have this thing, but whenever I dream about him, I get really confused in the dream. I'm like, God, it was so sad when he died. I guess I'm, it's good that he isn't died. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I'm yeah. Like, what a, but <laughs> I've been having sort of dreams in a similar vein, uh, which I have an interpretation of where like, I'll be with my dad uh, or maybe more members of my family and I'll be really, really upset, like enraged and like crying at the same time and trying to express strong feelings. And then my father is very, very cold and Mm -hmm. like not receptive and just 
just shits, just dunks on me, just shits <laughs> on me. Like wh- I was in the car with him and my mother, and then I tried to jump out of the car in the dream, and they're like, "Stop being a bitch!" Like Jesus Christ, but they didn't care at all. And for me, I think that has something to do with growing up in uh, a household where uh, I had learned not to express my emotions because they were evil, or even if I was like hurt or sick, and I was very ashamed of that. So, and then I never got to like do that with my father, even though over years of therapy, I've realized like I should be expressing my emotions, and there was stuff about my family life that was not ideal, and. I can, you know, share those things now because right. I have <laughs> because I have female friends. Um it's <laughs> 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 a big one. Um but uh yeah, that was my thing with it. It's like starting to realize all these things. Like my dad like yelled at me for being on antidepressants in real life and like I think was took it as a, a slight on him that I might be yeah. mm. chronically depressed. Right. Um so we never really got there. So now I just have dreams where I have a total hissy fit and then jump out of the car <laughs> and, then yeah. and then get dragged under the bed by a demon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so interesting that you guys both have had these dreams where, like, you're faced with a parent and they're just kind of, like, standing there, like, really not doing anything, and you're just, like, letting them have it because I've had yeah. this dream many times with really my dad. I don't know if I've had it with my mom before, but with my dad. Where, like, he'll just be there, like, not doing or saying shit, (laughs) you know? And I'll just be, like, yelling and crying and, like, saying all this shit that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that I think lives and, like, kind of floats around my subconscious. um, And, like, sometimes my conscious uh, thoughts. Like, I know all many ways that, like, my parents were not perfect, you know? And, like, were really, you know, had the potential to be super uh, emotionally abusive, but in the dream, it, it's just interesting. We all have that kind of similar yeah. dream where we just kind of freak the fuck out at a, a par- parent figure. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like standing there. Um, I know. Not really saying anything. Right. The reaction is their reactions, honestly, the most like jarring part, I think, or at least in my dream, because it was just like, I mean, the way I and mine was weird, too, because like I was it was like. It was like I was in Scooby-Doo and I, like, ripped the mask off of her and I was like, I knew it. Like, it was like that where I was like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were the villain the and whole time. And your little dog, too. I, uh, raggy. Raggy Roo. Raggy Roo. 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 Like, zoinks. Like, zoinks. That's my mom, Scoob. <laughs> Can I have an emotional support Scooby snack? <laughs> um, I lost my glasses. Okay. Uh, oh, Velma, Velma's, Velma's hot in the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> in the live action one? Yeah, I think it's the person from Freaks and Geeks. Yep. Oh, my God. Wait. Wait. Love oh, her. It is. Yeah, that you, makes you, you a lot of rip, sense. rip the mask off of Velma and Freaks and Geeks. Rip the mask off and yeah. it's Freaks and Geeks. Oh. Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. Doesn't someone's parent die in Freaks and Geeks? I can't remember. Uh, Griefy's right so in. I don't I think that. so. Jamie? 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 No, Jamie, I don't up. remember that. But uh, Grief Babies, if there's any kind of zodiacal or astrological happening that could explain us and me and Gabby having these dreams uh, <laughs> a lot and very recently, write in. Give us an interpretation. Write in. 
diagnose our mysticism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. do something. Um, Should we move into some cues? Let's cue it up. I'm going to cue up the cue. I just want to say it's our mom's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that is another thing. Sorry, I was, I jumped the gun. Mm, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, I, I just thought we just wanted like to drop just mention that little bomb. <laughs> we just, kind of. just mentioning tomorrow, the 21st, which is actually hopefully when we'll be uploading this. Oh, yeah. Conwood. I'm saying I'm, it. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it so uh, we hold ourselves accountable or it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. when this is left in okay uh, you know, we should deal. we should get an app that says how many days we didn't fuck up and not release the podcast yeah like yeah it's we been, need that we have four hours of podcasting back because we haven't avoided it for three <laughs> months you know um, <laughs> yeah the quit not potting app yeah <laughs> well we'll code that up and make it for anyone yeah, out we'll there co- also if someone <laughs> wants to make us a crypto coin um why don't you just get in touch? Okay, DPC coin. Okay, anyways. Anyway, our you know, I think that's actually birthday. a good idea. I've thought about that more and more. It's like parents are doing nothing but dying. Like we're mm-hmm. only gonna accrue more and more children of dead parents. Yeah, exactly. Well, every parent must die. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's I my s- motto. Yeah. I'm so not a crypto <laughs> connoisseur, so I don't even want to like out myself like this, but. I've been seeing a lot of shit about how NFTs, people are saying NFTs are kind of like a laundering scheme. I believe it. Because a lot of celebrities, it's literally just, I know people are going to fucking hate me for saying this, but it's just truly a picture. It's a digital image. And I get the ownership thing, but a lot of celebrities like bought into it. And now like, I think Bitcoin's like tanking and all the celebrities are like, all of a sudden like, whoa like get into nfts like trying to like i don't know it's a whole thing but Mm. anyway i think there's something uh this is this is such a crazy uneducated tangent i'm gonna go on but (laughs) i I know same people do launder money through uh art because you can write it off as like a tax deduction Mm. so you just pretend that a piece of art is worth a million dollars and you pay someone a thousand dollars to make it and then you can resell it. And then since you're using it as art, um, like you don't have to pay taxes on it or something. Uh, grief Babies, d- why don't you j- d- double check that for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie, Grief Baby. Um, Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, th- I love how huh. like we have a minimum of like one thing that we just go off about and then we're like we don't know anything about this but yeah. we're gonna talk about it anyway is that okay hey, at least we admit it <laughs> joe rogan subtweet joe, joe rogan, rogan. Um, i think that's the most important part we're aware yeah that we're, we're aware. totally off yeah it's the awareness it's the awareness that counts anyway should we actually go into yeah, questions yeah, now? yeah 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 question someone dunked in our little inbox and said weird cue weird cue okay no. do any of you guys ever think about the whole parent dying thing like the whole parent was dying not just the lizard mommy part but like my whole damn mommy died 
The last day slash weeks of my mom's life, she looked and sounded so different, so it was easier, with the help of cool shock numbness, to separate mm. sick mommy from real mom. And then realizing that both moms were dust just sucked. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I really like, I don't think that's a weird cue at all. I think that's a really good question. Um, no weird what a, cues. What a bummer. What a bummer. <laughs> 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 Veto. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think what that brings to mind for me is that uh, when my father died, I think it was my aunt. She said, you know, he was, you know, he first got cancer when I was seven and then it was terminal when I was 12 and then he died at 19. So most of my life he had can and like the vast majority of my conscious life he had cancer um, and was getting treated, having surgeries, chemo, all sorts of crazy shit. So my aunt said, I think at the funeral, a little bit after, you know, I think we were talking about how long he'd been sick. And this is something a lot of people say about terminal illnesses. It's like once you get a little distance, you'll start to remember uh, when he was healthy, you know. And I was like, okay, But now five years later, I'm like, (laughs) I don't know him tossing me up in the air when I was three. Like, I don't remember (laughs) that. Like uh, my aunt Uh. gets to because she knew him for 40 years when he was healthy mm-hmm. but for you know for me and a lot of people have parents who are like very sick and that was a traumatizing experience you're not going to remember it so like because people say like oh now he's sick he can go you know so like the healthy version isn't dead the sick version is dead but the whole guy's dead the you know he guy, yeah yeah, he he's dead. So it's not just a release from suffering. It's like the healthy guy is never coming back too, even if you do remember him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's sad, Harry. That's really fucking that depressing. Is really that, that was a bummer. That yeah, that was a bummer. Bitch. Answer. That was yeah. a bummer. How dare you try to jump out of the car? You're never gonna <laughs> yeah. be able to remember. Fuck you. All right. Th- thanks, you, Molly. Bro. Everyone's yelling at me. Um. Yeah. No, that that is a good point. Like. I think this is maybe more applicable to like people who didn't have a lizard parent for that fucking long. Um, yeah. Cause I think in our experience, like it was such a quick turnaround from healthy to sick and then dead that I do, I do like, I've experienced this phenomenon where it's like, it's way easier. Like when I think of my mom, I think it's way easier to remember the lizard part, like the last couple yeah. weeks. Like that's like the first thing my mind goes to, but it's also interesting because our mom, I don't know if we've even talked about this really in depth, but our mom was sick, uh, seven years before she got cancer the second time, which right. ultimately led to her death. So she was in remission for seven years. So she first got sick when I was probably like nine yeah. Um, and I really viscerally remember that experience because I was mm-hmm. 
you know, those are the formative years, baby. Like those are like some of my first like brutal memories. Yeah, I remember she told us, she told us for me, it was like the last day of seventh grade yes. when like everyone yeah. was like, I was going to go to Valley Fair the next day. And like everyone was super happy, like last day of seventh grade. And I was like, I went to Valley Fair the next day. Just Valley like Fair's so a, depressed. A theme park. By the way. Oh yeah. Valley Fair is a theme park in Minnesota where we're from. And one of my friends was like, are you okay, dude? And I was like, my mom has cancer. Don't tell no, anyone. It's um, I remember that too because it was the last day of third grade. And don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it literally. It was Keep it zip, bitch. <laughs> but it was the she told me. It, she told us like the night before, and then so then I went into the last day of third grade after and i was like a wreck and i had to tell my teachers like i was like my mom has cancer and like they were like shocked like they were like oh my god are you okay i was just like last day of school like why was i there i don't know but um (laughs) yeah like i just i do remember that experience of like i tried to be like my mom's little nurse when she was going through chemo like i was really i had a very like childlike perception of what was going on um but yeah anyway so it's like there's kind of like two levels to the sick mommy for us, I feel like, because it was like we kind of had like a glimmer of hope after the first sick mommy. Like I was like, well, mm. that's dope. She's not sick mommy anymore and she never will be. <laughs> and then yeah. like when it happened again, I was like, oh, my God. Like and then obviously since I was 17, 16, 17 at that point, like that is the mommy that really sticks out. Since I could like retain (laughs) memories, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. Seven and nine, Mm. yeah, those ages are like so, like to be dealing with uh, uh, grief. Like, how how would your teacher even like relate to a nine year old? Like, let's just learn how to spell recovery in cursive. (laughs) (laughs) Won't that be fun for you? And then yeah, like junior high was when my I found out my dad was like you know terminal stage four. And then trying to explain that to 13-year-olds is, like, hellish. <laughs> like, most people, I told this idiot named Max, and uh, not to dox him, and he was like, you're kidding, right? And I almost attacked him. I was like, why would I? I know I'm a hilarious jester, but that's not a good bit. <laughs> and he didn't, he wouldn't believe me. He would not believe me. He was like, well, your dad has cancer. And you were like, no, he does. Mm-hmm. Stage four. Um, yeah. I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is interesting. That actually brought up a memory because the friend I told when our mom did get cancer the first time, I was 12, and she like actually didn't tell anyone like she kept her lip motherfucking zipped I mean, that's not really yeah. hot gossip like it isn't <laughs> but like it went so far as i remember it was like maybe six months later and we were going to the movies because you know, that's like a big thing to do in junior high like you go to the movies with all your friends and her mom drove us and picked us up so she dropped us off and picked us up and she was complaining in the car she was like well why can't maddie's mom pick pick you guys up Ooh. And my mom was like in the throes of chemo, like super sick, <laughs> couldn't even get off the bed. Yeah. I mean, she has a good reason. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I was like, uh, like wide eyed in the back seat, deer in the headlights. Like I didn't know what to say. And my she's friend busy. Up. She's busy. <laughs> yeah. No, my friend stepped up and she, cause like she was kind of laying into me. She's like, I don't get why Maddie's mom can't pick you up. Like Maddie, you know, God whatever. Damn. Like kind of yeah. being a bitch. And my friend, <laughs> her daughter goes, Maddie's mom has cancer. And it just Mike shut the nice. mom up. Like chills. she was like chills. She felt so bad. She's like I, I was speechless. She was like, oh, oh, why didn't you tell oh, me that? Like why didn't you tell you're me? You're in that? the backseat. Like oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, we don't got let's say now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend was like, it wasn't my, it wasn't my, uh, like my, you know, thing to tell, you know? And I was like, damn, you're a real one. Um, you're like, yeah, what she said, she does have <laughs> cancer. Yeah. Speaking of uh, what, what a way to get out of a situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. playing the cancer card. Usually uh, I don't have anyone the cancer else. Card. I usually don't have anyone else doing it for me. I usually have to shove it down their throats. Right. You yeah. know, when I'm doing the cancer card. Yeah. No, it was chill of her to do that. Yeah, I don't really have an answer to this question, honestly. I think like really quickly, I'll just say, you know, uh, our mom was sick before she died for like a year. And then she turned reptile like a week before. And it was really hard for me because I'm just like so sensitive and emotional. Like that whole year, I felt like I was carrying around the sickness with me. So like, I think right away, there's a level of relief after the parent dies, you know? And that's, yeah. I think, kind of like what maybe the, the question asked, the question asker was saying. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Molly. <laughs> um, Molly. Yeah. Molly. I think that's what Molly meant of like, you know, like after like that kind of wave, uh, that first wave of feelings washes away. Like, I think it's like, at first I was like very relieved that yeah, exactly. she was no longer in pain. She was no longer sick and suffering. And then after that, you know, at a certain point, like that goes away and you're just left with like, Oh wait, not only is a sick and suffering person gone, but like, yeah, the, the whole mommy is gone. Um, yeah. And it's really painful. And I think like, that's kind of, it's weird because you do kind of continue going back to both, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the years. It's like mm-hmm. you remember the person as the sick person, especially because that's so memorable. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. seeing yeah. them. That's the trauma. When they're in reptile mode. Like, one moment, yeah. It's unfortunately seared into the back of your brain. Um, but, you know, it's they're both kind of equally painful to, to look back on for me. You know, it, it it's... It's just a, it's a complicated thing. I don't really know. Yeah. Well, I think like, I mean, the question is, do you think about it? <laughs> and yes, clearly we do think about ding, that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That yeah. there's two different mommies. Um, of course. But yeah, yeah, I think it is like. They're two like distinct. They're like, distinct they're different mommies. people. Yeah. Really. Different um, species. You know, different species. They're different species. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different ge- different genus. Said, yeah, yeah, literally. Um, but I do. I also think like to your point of like later realizing that the healthy mommy's dead is like, I think that's something that kind of like comes up as time goes on and experiences and situations come up where you're like, Oh, like my mommy might've been the one to do that or like whatever. And then you're like, or like milestones, like you move or like you meet someone and like whatever. And you're like, Oh damn. Like, healthy mommy would have really been into this. Yeah. (laughs) Healthy (laughs) mommy would have really loved to see that. Um, you know, yeah, She'll I think it's like, again. I think it's the milestones that like are really painful when looking back on healthy mommy, but it's like really painful when you look back on reptile mommy and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's like, I feel very triggered sometimes when I like see something related to lizards? cancer treatment oh. or <laughs> <laughs> for example, I was just in Puerto Rico and I saw a lizard <laughs> scurrying on the beach and I thought to myself, oh. Oh my God! I can't help <laughs> those it. Those eyes! I've seen those eyes. I've, I've seen those eyes. I've seen Mama those Cita, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anyways, <laughs> we kind of, you know we have another question. Sadly, we kind of missed the perfect segue. Um, I know, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, like we're we're going to be setting it up. But I know I Harry was setting it up, it. and I missed that that pitch. I'm like sorry, it Harry. was. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, that was T-ball. I put the little I know little you did. You there. did. Anyway, you did. anyway, guys, remember when Maddie said a couple of minutes ago that her friend got her out of a situation with the cancer card? Oh, the I segue, remember that. The cancer card segue. segue. Um, someone said to we should talk about a time you should feel guilty about pulling the DPC card, but you can't because it was too golden. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which goodness me. I feel like I will pull this card out at any moment in time. You, you've um, got a, you've got some great ones from high school. Yeah, yeah. I well, first of all, I'll just do like a rundown. Um, first of all, the first time I pulled it, my mom died beginning of my senior year of high school, so college applications <laughs> were right. It was perfect time. Because you need, like, a little sob story, you know, in the college app to be, like, which is so bizarre, by the way. It's, like, not proving yourself at all. You're just, like, this is the sad thing that's happened to me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and I had the perfect one. I mean, I was, like, I can barely even type this essay right now. It's not showing any academic (laughs) promise. It's just, like, I'm a sob story. (laughs) But it was perfect because I was, like, this literally happened two weeks ago. Uh, Like, this just... You know, if my application was shoddy, I'm sure they were like, Jesus, I mean, her mom just died like two minutes ago. Right. It's but impressive. <laughs> it's just you submitting an application is impressive. Is that this was written in her blood. Yeah. 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 That was my first wave. And then also my guidance counselor at my high school who throw back to like our very first episode cried when I told her my mom died. And hell yeah, she was like she felt so bad for me that she was like, if you ever need like to get out of class just like come down here talk to me no questions asked and i would use that all the time like i'd be like i'm feeling a little mommy juice i gotta go to the counselor you were and like bet why, why yeah I smoke a blunt <laughs> yeah, yeah why are your eyes dead. so red crying she would just crying, let me crying, man. i couldn't leave the school but there was like this little like room this little like separate room that she would just let me sit in it, while i was supposed to be in class so yeah during <laughs> AP environmental science. I don't know why I took an AP class out of nowhere my senior year, but I was like, I got to go down to the counselor. And I was just, I think I encourage you to take that one. Yeah. I, I dropped it. um, Where you collect your trash for a week. Yeah. I dropped it. Not two weeks into it. And the teacher was very supportive. Wait, didn't, didn't, didn't he cry too? Am I wrong? Yes, Uh he did. I think I've already said this, but yeah, I, I, his mom had died too or something. So yeah, I was showing up like, an hour and a half into the class like and the class was what, not two much hours than that because <laughs> it was the first class of the day <laughs> and i yeah so and it was really rough and then um i just like sat with him after class and like passed over the little slip that he has to sign for me to like drop it and he was like he knew my mom died and he was like i i totally get this this is the right choice and then he like yeah teared up and was like my mom died when i was young too like this is like the best decision, blah, blah. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> besides that, I've quit a million jobs saying my mom just <laughs> died, even though she died years prior. Didn't you also used to get out of class by saying you had to take your mom to chemo? Do I remember that correctly? <laughs> okay, so pre-death. <laughs> Wait. Pre-death. Yeah. Wait, you literally just resurfaced that memory. Pre-mortem. That is I think you're so going to like one out of four classes a day at one point. <laughs> okay. You're like, now I got to pick her up from chemo. 
She has radiation now. I actually think. Wait, so I can't come back. Like, I'm radioactive. This yeah. is literally, literally in the back of my lizard brain. But you're bringing it up. I think this was junior year before she had died. Yeah, and yeah. She genuinely was in chemo, but I wasn't taking her to it. <laughs> no, you and weren't. I think it was like one of those things where you could uh, <laughs> you could get out of the last class of the day, like just have an open period. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they needed kind of like a reason for you to like get out of it. And I was like, oh, I got to I got a tight sketch. Got to drop my mom off. And then I think I got out of the last class of the day. I do remember that. <laughs> and that's okay. the whole that's the that's the beauty of having a a parent that's dying sick or dead like oh, you yeah. just it gives you a pass to kind of like bend the truth you know yeah, yeah. you just oh, get to bend it it's absolutely like, it's agonizing that my mom is in chemo so i'm gonna use it even though i'm not dropping her off at chemo no. she's still in chemo and she still chemo. feels good it's you know yeah. you're lying because you're you could be like because I, I would do that, too. I'd be like, oh, I can't hang out or whatever. i got to take my dad to chemo. And then I wouldn't sit with him or take him. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm still sad. I need yeah. to take care of me. The second part of the question, have you ever felt guilty? No. I've never. I actually feel empowered every time I've done that. And I've, I mean, I'm sorry to most jobs I've had. Because I when I don't have the heart to put in my two weeks, I literally will just be like, my mom just died two minutes ago. I can't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really have like one story that stands out where I've done this, but similarly to like what Gabby has said and probably to what you've done, Harry, like I've used it because when my mom died, I just started my um, senior year of college. So, you know, I had a whole year of classes and homework and tests and finals, and I did use it to drop out of one of my classes. Like <laughs> similarly to you, Gabby, I was going to double major in psych and Spanish. And I didn't even want to finish my, you know, senior year of college, let alone double major. <laughs> and I just right. thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing trying to, like, overachieve right yeah. now? Like, I don't need a double major. So I dropped my Spanish classes for the year. I was like, fuck this shit. And everyone obviously understood. Um, so that I guess that was, like, a valid thing to do. Um, but then I would continue using it throughout the year, you know, oh, where yeah. I was like, my mom mm -hmm. is in grave danger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chemo could kill her at any second, you know? Um, like I would, I would just stretch the truth where I was like, she's dying. She's dead. She's already died. You know, it was just kind of yeah, like, you got to keep track of who you said. Right. It's, uh, it is a lot to keep track of. And I will say I did feel guilty because I don't think it's yeah. because of, what I was saying, I don't think it was because I was like using my mom's sickness as leverage in my life. I just think it's because I live kind of in an, in a state of constant guilt. <laughs> guilt is like <laughs> omnipresent for me. So, yeah. so I don't think it's related to like my mom's death and me using that. I just think I'm constantly feel, I feel guilty a lot of the time, which is something I am working on. Um, I, I, I also felt guilty when I was dropping out of classes the semester after my dad died because actually I, I hadn't felt bad in the past. Like I said, I was like, fuck, yeah, my dad's dying. I get free shit. But um, <laughs> I, I dropped out of one class and then the other three and I you know went to a difficult school and the other three classes I was way behind on the final projects mm. that I was supposed to be working on all semester. So I told uh the other two professors one of them said it was already too late and oh. you know if i hadn't been working on this like daily journal thing then it was too late it didn't matter um and then he's the guy who told me 
wow, your dad died? All of my grandparents were alive last year. And he's like 50. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then th- I felt guilty. <laughs> I felt guilty. Up flex. I know, I know. I felt guilty when that one didn't work. But I also felt guilty for the next guy, which I, again, think I've mentioned before. Because uh, he said, I was like, I'm having a really hard time. My dad just died. Um, and I need some more time. And he said, he just looked at me like really stern, like, a, a, a psych professor, you know, who went to like Harvard, very well educated, but just so cold. He was like, well, what are you doing this summer? Are you going to sit around and mope? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you suck. You suck, that's Alan. Awesome. I know. Um, You're like, yeah, that's actually what I had written in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but something else I realized, this is like not something I would do in person, but I used to be applying to like lots of like nonprofit and like uh institutional jobs like working at colleges and like resource centers and stuff um and <laughs> gabby's stomach just <laughs> growled like <laughs> to like a fucking bear in a cave my oh, god i thought I, I thought i was being insane maddie no. just made the most skeptical no, face of all time I'm sorry well honestly. i wasn't sure if what i heard was real <laughs> or a figment of my imagination honestly i knew this was gonna be a problem because the disclaimer i didn't eat breakfast <laughs> and it is 2 p.m so okay perfect. Anyway, go on Harry. back 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 Sorry, yeah you cut, cut that cut that cut that you get a little cut reptile in yep um, <laughs> but whenever jobs have ever asked about any adversity i've faced mm. i do feel guilty about that <laughs> because i i do put in the dead dad thing because i don't have anything else i'm like a predominantly straight <laughs> cis white guy <laughs> You know, a Christian background from the Midwest, didn't yeah, grow up yeah, yeah. Uh, struggling. So I feel bad about it, but it's the only thing I could plug, and I do it shamelessly. I was like, well, I'm really sad sometimes because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a big family. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't feel, feel it's a big yeah. one. That is a oh, big yeah. one. It is a but big one, but it is like the only thing, you know? Yeah, it's like it's, not, it's, it's the only th- thing. It's not societal or institutional. <laughs> right, yeah. There, there were never, like, separate water fountains for people who didn't have dads. Yeah. <laughs> you, no. you know? Yeah. It could happen yeah. to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. It, and it, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, and it does happen to anyone. <laughs> and it will happen to everyone. Yeah. Listeners. Future yep. griefies. Hence the coin. Hence the coin. Hence um, the coin. <laughs> it's only going to go up in value. Yeah, uh, if you want to Patreon us so that we can get our crypto started, uh, <laughs> DP coin, dead parent coins coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- Elon's really excited about it. Elon, yeah. we're, t- we're taking his mother from this world, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, shit. Is well, that all the time we have? I mean, that's it, we, baby. We are that's at it, baby. I guess minutes. we are at fifty-four. Cruising by. We did. We we're, were at worried. Studio Fifty-Four, baby. Uh, we were worried we weren't gonna have enough to talk about, and look at us. Somehow look. we manage every time. Griefies, we just boxes. we just amaze each other. It's not that we don't have a plan. We're just amazed <laughs> by each other. Yeah. And it's been so fun answering your little questions. We yes. love it. Keep submitting. Keep submitting. Keep submitting. You're our so lifeblood. <laughs> Some of Literally. you are unraveling at the seams, and boy, does it make us feel home. Yeah. We, we love yes. it. Too fast, too frozen, too furious. Mm-hmm. Tell us about lizards. Tell us about dust. 
Hit us yeah. up at yeah. deadparentsclub.rip uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> deadparentsclub.rip on Instagram. Yeah. Please follow uh, us on Instagram. Please follow us. Yeah. And you please know what? While us. you're at it, fucking rate us five stars on Spotify and yeah. Apple now. Yeah. And tell your Everyone. friends. <laughs> tell your friends Stitcher. if you know someone with a dead parent, like, what's stopping you from telling them about our podcast? Plug, plug, plug. If plug. your parents plug, have plug, exploded, plug. tell them. That's us playing the dead parent card, and there is no guilt there. No, no, no. This no. is a resource center. Yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. you're our marketing team on the ground. <laughs> get out there. Get out team. there. Yeah. We're going to give you NFTs of crypto and then print them out as pamphlets. Okay? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. our merch. Mm-hmm. That is our merch. Merch coming soon. We actually <laughs> should get shirts for real, though. Yeah, now that we have also, like would 90 you buy listeners. a shirt? Uh, I know we're really overloading here at the <laughs> yeah. end. A lot of or, or an ashtray? I don't know. <laughs> tell, tell us I what like you want. Ashtray. Maybe a matchbook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound off. <laughs> Sound yeah. off in our inbox. Maybe a shirt that says, my dad died and all I got was a stupid trust fund. Maybe something fun yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe something you know like that. I don't know. Something just off the top of the head. But don't steal like that. that. That's our idea. Don't steal that. Yeah, that's TM. our idea. That's our, TM. Yeah, cut that. TM. TM. Cut that. Um, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Anyway. Okay, folks. I, I usually don't do this, but I'm going to plug myself, too. <laughs> I'm uh, Harry <gasps> underscore VJJ, because those are my initials on Instagram. I'm new to Instagram. Uh, yeah. Reach out, say hi, dox me, do, do whatever you want. Do Harry's you looking want. for a little hottie, a little hottie with a dead parent to slide into the DMs. Hey, there's a I, lot of hotties out here. I really <laughs> thought that was going to go a different direction where you're like a hottie with a dead body, dead parent. Ooh, okay, body. no, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a fetish. That yeah, I know. I know. That's why I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Anyway. With a that, dead body? <laughs> yeah, hottie with a dead <laughs> body. Yum, yum, okay. yum. <laughs> No, no, we okay, don't well, condone I'm that. I'm going to plug myself. Okay. Medulla oblongata. Uh, I don't even know how it's spelled on Instagram. You have, yeah, it's kind of a complicated. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe I think we there's should just, a zero. We should do yeah. an admin reveal on our Instagram. Oh. We, should, we don't God. have a picture of I us, I like though. that idea, actually. No one knows That's what we true. look like, which is really funny. That's fun. Um, it could be like a baseball card, kind of, of like oh. different stats, like... Oh, that would be good. That That's would be fun, g- right? also uh, write <laughs> us in, write us in with your death date, and uh, we oh, might yeah. uh, start doing horoscopes for death oh, dates. Yeah, yeah. Astrological yeah. review. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. if it's if it's your golden death giving, like your parents been dead for seven years on the seventh, let us know. We'll give a little shout out. We're here yeah, for you. Let ya. us know. We'll make you fucking famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we will. This we is will. just about lifting each other up. Griefies. Yeah, but when, mainly lift we're, us up. We're chronically yeah. down in the trenches. Yeah, so. lifting us up by the bootstraps of our crypto. Please yeah. invest. Yeah, please invest. Please invest. <coughs> anyway, I think our outro might have been longer and more unhinged than our intro. Um, oh, only one hour left, yeah. Only one hour left. Anyway, have a fantastic week, have day, month, week. year. I don't know. I would say Monday, but I don't know if this is going to be uh, released. Uh, Monday, Monday. Oh, it will. I'll do have it. Have a fantastic we'll day. Okay, okay, okay. Just a day. Just a day. Just Whatever a day. day this is. Or night. 
the night will be yeah. full of uh, false awakenings and horrifying sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. which I will feature in personally. But yes. have a good day yeah. before have that. Have a good day. Was <laughs> it the night is dark and full of terrors? <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors. Okay. Do not go gentle into that cold, cold night. No. Love you. No. Love, love you. you. Love, love you. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Smoochie, smoochie. Smoochie, squishy. Kissy, kissy. Squishy. Squishy. That was better for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I always have to do a little bit of magic just to figure it out. Oops, I just hit something. My mom's dead. I'm going to guilt you. I'm going to guilt you by that.